Hey everybody, welcome to episode 132 of the All Aboard podcast, The Guardian's Elevator, featuring one of our engineers, Kevin San Miguel. So we'll hear him later on in the uh, podcast. So before we get started, I want to talk about Discord Apparel. So if you go to www.dizcore dot com or Discord Apparel on Instagram, they where music and Disney collide. So if you guys head up their website, you guys type in all aboard at checkout, get your 10% discount. They have shirts, they have pins, uh, just a lot of awesomeness on there and I've gotten, a, I think I'm up to three shirts now and two pins. So um, yeah, just everything that they have coming out, I check out and if I like it, I'm probably going to buy it. But uh, yeah, so go check it out on our on our link tree. So Discord Apparel, uh, once again, that is www.dizcore.com. Also, guys, go check us out on the Disney Podcast Family. That is Disney Podcast Family on Instagram. Uh, you'll see links for this show um, and other. You know, there's probably like seven or eight different other shows on there now. Uh, we are growing, so go check out. Disney Podcast Family on Instagram. All right, guys, let's get the episode started. We uh, have a good one in store for you and a special announcement or a, we'll just say an announcement at the end of the podcast. So uh, just, you know, stay tuned for all that and um, yeah, enjoy the episode. This is Dylan White and you're listening to the All Aboard Podcast. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Welcome to another episode of All Aboard the Disneyland Railroad. We are a bi-weekly Disneyland Resort-based podcast in which we hop onto the railroad every other week and it takes us to a different part of the Disneyland Resort. I am Jungle Cruiser sitting solo on the mic tonight. Solo on the railroad, I guess, if you want to call it that. I'm not on the railroad yet, but uh, so... Yeah, Joey is on assignment. Yoho Joe is on assignment, so you will not be hearing his golden tones this evening, well, you will in the transition, uh, you know, so, yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, I want to do some general shout-outs from our last episode, and that was the um, Decorating Disney episode. So from Instagram, we have Disney Girl Sherlock 94 writes, Great episode, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. You as well, appreciate the, the love there. Main Street Mouseketeer writes, Merry Christmas, guys. Yes, you too, sir. Appreciate that. And Happy New Year. Uh, Sasquatch79 writes, Oh, I tapped the mic. I apologize for that. Uh, Merry Christmas, brothers. Uh, appreciate you being a, an engineer. Appreciate, speaking of engineers, uh, we want to give our engineers a shout out. So if you go to patreon.com slash all aboard podcast you guys can join one of our four field four fun field tiers i always mess that up four fun field tiers each tier comes with something you know more than the previous tier but including everything from the previous tier so <laughs> uh we want to give a shout out to bernie sasquatch seven nine not my cousin not yoho joe's cousin but cousin Jenny and Kevin San Miguel, which upcoming here in a minute, you guys are going to hear him. We're going to be discussing uh, his recent trips and Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that's it. That's my my further ado there. But uh, yeah, without it, we are going to get on the railroad and talk about Guardians. So let's get on the railroad. 
right now. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited, now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. Hey guys, Happy New Year. How are you doing? This is Yoho Joe. Sorry I couldn't make it for this episode, but I do have a few fun facts for uh, Mission Breakout. And this attraction actually reopened after it was closed on May 27th, 2017. Of course, replacing the beloved uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which leading up to this attraction opening, many people were very, very upset and petitions were signed and all that good uh, fun stuff, but once uh, Mission Breakout premiered and opened, it became an instant hit, and everybody loves it. So, one of the significant things about the opening day, May 27th, is uh, well, first of all, uh, there's the main Imagineer working on this project was uh, legend Disney legend Joe Rohde, and uh, he re- took on this project. He also took on the the uh, Pandora uh, in Animal Kingdom uh, project. So that took uh, many years, even before this one. But Pandora also opened its gates and doors at Animal Kingdom on May 27th, 2017. So Joe Rohde was at that dedication uh, early in the day during the morning, flew all the way across country to Anaheim, or probably John Wayne or LAX, who knows, but uh, to make it to the opening of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. So that is pretty amazing. Um, The scenes you see of the Guardians throughout this attraction were actually filmed at the same time they were filming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which was also the same year uh, the movie came out. And we have six, uh, uh, six songs, and each song is a different... Uh, ride or drop sequence so you got Give Up the Funk by Parliament, Born to be Wild by Stephen Wolf, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5 Free Ride by the Edgar Winter Group, Burning Love by Elvis and of course Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar and then uh, in Halloween we get uh, Original Score, Monsters After Dark by Tyler Bates one of the big things uh, you'll see is the Collector's uh, Archive and just to name a few things, you'll see uh, many, many uh, characters, items from not just Guardians of the Galaxy, but just Marvel movies in, in general. Uh, one of the big things you see is an Ultron Sentry uh, from Age of Ultron. Cosmo the Space Dog, which at the time was just a quick little cameo in the first Guardians. A Nova Corps uniforms. Adam's Cocoon is in the very front, and it's just labeled Cocoon of the Unknown. Uh, if you watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, we are actually teased by the uh, creation of Adam Warlock and should be in uh, Volume 3. So that's a nice little um, Easter egg for what's to come. We get Kree weapons, three Vilus. They're like little possum-looking birds in the branch. They're from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We see Asgardian armor, you know, Crystal Conquest, Celestial mass, and of course a, pa- uh, a painting of Grandmaster playing a game with his brother, uh, Tivion, the collector. Um, you even see Stormbreaker in the back and done a bunch of artifacts in what used to be the library of uh, the Twilight Zone Tower Terror, where you get the little pre-show uh, with Rocket Raccoon, still voiced by Bradley Cooper, which is super cool. Um, we also get in one of the video montages a quick little cameo of Stan Lee, and it's always a little tender spot when we get to see him uh, during the uh the, the queue uh disney easter eggs we see uh if you look above there's a bunch of cubes with different creatures in captivity one of them it it, it you got to get the right view but it's uh it's a cube that's actually uh dimmed with a purple light and you see the silhouette of figment the imagination dragon from uh epcot so that's very cool 
and then you kind of go into the uh, before you get to the loading, you see more artifacts. There's a chair. A lot of people think it's one of the chairs from the Haunted Mansion. You see Harold, the Abominable Snowman from uh, the Matterhorn. And then one of my favorite, favorite uh, little Easter eggs is an octopus wearing a bow. And if you don't know what that is from, that is Dolores, uh, the octopus in love with one of the bears in the old uh, Country Bear Jamboree, the uh, Vacation Hoedown. So that is one of my favorite Easter eggs in there. Um, this is a great attraction. There is fun facts galore that I, I'm sure many of our listeners have on their self or on their own. Sorry. And um, yeah, this is one of my favorite attractions. Go on it all the time. And um, I, I was one. I, I was one of the few I would think that was up for the change to Guardians of the Galaxy. And of course, one of the big fun facts about this attraction is uh, this was the first taste of what we were going to get or what we did eventually get with Avengers campus and being the first, uh, little tease to that. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show and I'll see you on next episode. everybody the railroad got us over here to guardians of the galaxy safely before we get on though uh, we're going to talk about a couple other things we're sitting here with kevin uh one of our engineers hey kevin hey how you doing man i am doing fantastic how are you doing doing good doing good thanks for joining me tonight um as i said earlier in the, in the podcast joey is on assignment i know i say that when the uh, when one of the hosts is gone but uh, <laughs> so, uh, so Kevin recently joined the the engineer team. Uh, we diff- we do appreciate that. Uh, thank you for keeping the show chugging along, as we say here on the All Aboard podcast. Um, so, what we like to do with all new guests is you know introduce you uh, with you know maybe how you fell in love with Disneyland or um, yeah we'll we'll just start with that I guess yeah. All right. So uh, first off, I'm just super excited to be on here. Um, I'll give you all a shout out. Uh, super excited to be an engineer just uh, to support the awesome work that y'all do because I love <laughs> listening to this podcast. So um, now as far as my love for the parks and for Disneyland, um, we uh, went for our my first ever trip was uh, whenever I was back in high school. My dad actually won a contest uh, that we got to go for free and uh flew us out to california check out the parks for a couple of days and uh just immediately fell in love it was just you know such a cool place uh the thing that always stands out to me is just how much attention to detail and how much they try to make you feel like you are in the world if you will and not just uh a regular theme park especially i think of things like you know here in texas we got six flags and it's great if you want to ride roller coasters but uh they could care less about your experience while you're going through as long as you get on the rides and uh pay too much for uh, a terrible funnel cake so you know uh it was just such a marked difference from anything i'd ever been at before and it's just always stuck out to me and every time i go back it's just that feeling of like man i'm in these movies i'm in these environments and just everything is so surreal so agreed yeah it's one of those things that you kind of mentioned is they take you out of reality it's almost like you, you're in there reality almost just does not exist in my opinion when, I, when i'm in the parks so that's yeah you're the sounds the sights the, the smells all that stuff it's like kind of like you said you went a while ago and then when you go back each time it's almost like like you never left like the, it just like kind of brings you back it's like a familiar like you know it touches all your senses the park the parks yeah and even as you grow into adulthood i know you know for me even um 
experiencing it and you talk about it not feeling like you're in the real world anymore and yeah. you you can leave work behind all the normal stresses and stuff just seem to melt away because you're in the parks and you can mm-hmm. get to just like cool nothing else matters right now i don't <laughs> care about this report that was due or if i'm caught up on this right all i care about is hey i'm here i'm having a great time and i really want to experience it and just be part of this world Yep, exactly. Agreed. And that's why we, we love the, the, the parks. And that's why we kind of do this is to express our love for the parks. And in this show, it's it's turning into Disney World now. But no, it's uh, mostly it's Disney. Disneyland Anaheim is where this show started, originated. And obviously, that's where the Disneyland parks, the Disney parks originated is in Anaheim, uh, California. So. Um, yeah, and that's that's been the crazy thing. You know, uh, I know you all have talked a lot in here, especially on some of the, the Walt uh, pods recently, uh, just about feeling his presence and everything. And I know we'll dive into some of my trips here recently, but having Mm -hmm. spent some time in different parks, it is a tangible difference that, uh, only the Anaheim park can kind of lay that claim to. You can definitely feel every step that you take like, Oh man, this is definitely his presence was here Mm -hmm. throughout the entire trip. So, Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I know I want to say last uh, episode, Joey mentioned like, we'll say, we'll say, um, a magic kingdom, He's, he said it's like you're in a dream because it is Disneyland essentially and you're familiar, but it's not quite Disneyland, even though it, it's, it's, it's weird. He, he nailed it. Whatever he said, he nailed it. And that's exactly how I felt when I walked in. Now, yeah. I knew how to navigate it a little bit, but not like I can do at Disneyland. Like I can navigate <laughs> that, you know. I am the map, basically. So, <laughs> yeah, it had that familiarity, but just like a s- subtle, slight differences. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, out of all the attractions you've been on, do you have a particular favorite attraction that you like your go to every time you, you, you hit the parks? Um, so I think it's a tough one. Um, I, I will say that uh, probably the ride that I enjoyed the most uh, last time I went to Disneyland was the uh, Incredicoaster. Okay. Um, so that's one that I remember visiting as a child cause it was one of the original DCA coasters mm-hmm. back, you know, whenever, before the Pixar took over that pier. And, um, so it was awesome getting to relive that ride, but do it through the Incredibles lens. And mm-hmm. it still is a, a fun high speed. So, uh, you know, it's not like a crazy, crazy roller coaster, uh, from heights and drops and that kind of stuff, but you can still have a lot of fun with it and, uh, really get going. So I think that's someone that, that really stood out to me. That was a lot of fun. No, it definitely is. Especially the, it, it's different in my, like not in my opinion, I think it's a fact than most roller coasters that most roller coasters don't start you off at, you know, high speed a lot. Yeah, and they, you they just do launch and the, go. Right. You launch and go. And most of them have like little, little the uptick or whatever, little sound. And then you get going. Whereas this one, and I know there's a select few others around the world that do the same thing, but yeah, without, without a theme, this one has like a, like a crazy theme to it. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the cookie smell and the lights and right. <laughs> oh, they get you when you come off. I don't know if, you know, if it was like this last time you went, but I got off and immediately that, that little cart for the cookie num nuns is right there at the exit. And I'm like, well, I have to buy one now. Like I can't right. just walk past this after getting off here and not get one. So right. <laughs> when we went in October, uh, they, the ride was like shut down. So we didn't even get to get on that, that attraction. Uh, so oh, no, I, didn't, no I didn't go over there. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, Joey always goes over there and buys a cookie. And um, I want to say I have had one, but I don't remember the last time I've had one because I went in December of 2019 and then again October of 21. Uh, so it was quite a long time between my So we visits. probably just barely missed each other because that's when I was there. It was October of 21. Right. It was early. I went there early October. So it was like the 5th and the 6th. Oh, no. See, mine was the week leading up to Halloween. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, so, yeah, a couple weeks after, but still, yeah, October is my favorite time to go. Like, yeah. uh, of all all the times that I've been, like for for theming reasons, like because it's the weather's nice, the theme is nice. the The best time though, as far as like business wise, this was all pre COVID, so this none of this I don't think matters anymore. Was <laughs> mid September on a weekday, <laughs> and I remember going. It was like ten to eight. That's when the park was open, and it was perfect. It was the lines weren't crazy. Uh, the park was open just long enough, you know, because as you get older, you, you know, you, the park's being going from eight to midnight for me anyway is not like a, it's not ideal. Like, I can't yeah. do it anymore. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wish I could, but. Yeah. No, trust me. I'm joining the old man club very quickly. So I feel <laughs> you on that one. <laughs> uh, I didn't train for, I didn't train for this. Right. But, uh, <laughs> 18 year old Kevin would be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it always reminds me of, uh, 
uh, what's that, what was that show called? Modern Family when Phil couldn't do the rides. Yes. Well, he was a little <laughs> bit sick. And I was like, okay, he, he gets an excuse, an excuse. So you went, you went in October and that was your first time since you were, you said you were like 20 in 20 years or so? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I went originally when I was like 14 and then that was my 34th birthday. Okay. Um, we went. So um, I always joke officially it was for my birthday. It was a little birthday getaway. Nice. Um, I give my wife a hard time saying secretly she just wanted to go for all the Halloween theming and the treats and stuff like that. But that's fine. I'm, I'm totally cool with her using my birthday as the excuse. Oh, yeah. You're easy. not going to hear any complaints from me <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Nope. We we have Mini JC. She's a character on the show. She's my, my my oldest daughter. We went for her birthday. On her birthday, we got to go, and just I've been on my birthday once, and I'll never forget that experience. My thirtieth birthday, and I'll never forget it because you wear the birthday button, and obviously you know the cast members will say happy birthday to you, but when a random guest walks up to you and says that, it makes you feel like super good. Like oh they're noticing my button here and it's my birthday, you know. Uh, so that's going on your birthday is amazing. Yeah. And to me, what stood out, um, and I had to give my brother a hard time about this because he's obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas. And right outside of uh, the Haunted Mansion, Jack and Sally were up kind of on the ledge of the Haunted Mansion, waving at everybody. And even from that second story ledge, they saw my button. And so Jack points to me and wishes me happy birthday. So I had to call my brother and be like, ha, Jack, wish me happy (laughs) birthday. And you're stuck in San Antonio. So (laughs) nice. That's awesome. (laughs) Um. So you also went the, the big trip that you just recently went on, you know, speaking of going to the parks is uh, Disneyland Paris is what it's called, right? The official yes. Name? Yeah. It used to be Euro Disney. Now it is officially Disneyland Paris. Right, so right. we did, um, it was part of a larger trip that we ended up doing here, um, going to Paris for Christmas, um, and you know, seeing all that, which was incredible. If you ever get a chance to go, highly recommend here. Oh, right, yeah. um, but Disneyland Paris itself, I mean, we were like, we've come all this way. We can't not go to Disneyland. So it's it's actually on our bucket list to hit all six of the Disneyland parks here across the across the globe. So we're like, we got to hit up this one and mark mark a third one off of our list. Um, so it was, uh, it was really cool. It was, I was doing a lot of kind of comparisons, if you will, between mm-hmm. Anaheim and Paris and seeing what things kind of lined up and what things were a little bit different. And, uh, there's definitely, um, you know, there's a couple of things that I think that they do really, really well that I thought, uh, was cool that I really enjoyed. And then there's a couple of things I'm like, yeah, no, Anaheim's got them licked. Like this isn't even <laughs> close. <laughs> nice. Um, so how many, how many parks are actually there? Um, so officially, it, it officially too. It's it's set up in a way that's similar to um, the Disneyland Resort. Okay. Um, so they've got their version of kind of downtown Disney, Disney Springs um, that you can just kind of walk through, and then they've got Disneyland Paris, uh, and they've got Walt Disney Studios. Okay, okay. okay. Um, and that's supposed to be kind of like their version of DCA is what Walt Disney Studios is. Um, and that's the one that really stood out to me when I talk about, man, Anaheim's got him, got him is, is that particular park because it's, it's a DCA is so much better than what Walt Disney Studios is. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I, for some reason, I never, I never really knew that. I want to say that there's not any of the parks that only just have one, right? There might be. And I just don't know. Cause we know Disneyland Anaheim. I do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Disney World's got the four. Um, I just I, I just wasn't sure across the globe how many each, you know, location has, I guess, if you will. Yeah, because I know like Tokyo has the two because um, they've got like Disneyland, Tokyo, and they've got like the water park, which from everything I've read and seen, it's supposed to be like the most beautiful out of all the Disney parks, which I'm like, man, that's really saying something with some of the things that they're, that they're able to do. If that's right. really that nice, then wow. Um but I think the other parks may just be one. Um, okay. Yeah, because I know you get a taste of that in, in Imagineering story. You get a taste of like what each park is, but I don't think they go into – maybe they do. I haven't seen it in like a year and a half now or whatever, the, the Imagineering story. Yeah, I'd have to go back and rewatch it. I'm with you. but Yeah. So, yeah, there's other things I want to watch too, like uh, the, the attraction one. And then there's I, – I did we did watch Decorating Disney recently. So things like that can also, you know – you know, kind of get you, what's the word I'm looking for? Like ready to go. So if you start yeah. watching stuff like that, you know, it kind of helps for the trip. And obviously with the pandemic, 
that's all we could do is watch certain things and mm-hmm. you know videos and listen to certain things it's i don't know um i know we were discussing that a little bit off of the air but uh so yeah, yeah the, and i i do know they do have an indiana jones ride and i and i used to have a, a vinyl mation of that but then i i realized it was the paris one mm-hmm. and i know it's not it's not a temple like yeah <laughs> so that was right I, like i said i was doing a little comparison and contrast and that was one of the things that really stood out to me um depending on what kind of ride you're interested in is going to dictate which one you like more so the uh the paris version of it is nothing like what we have in anaheim so right I, the thing i love about the anaheim one you know we were talking before about feeling immerse, immersion in the world you know and i grew up loving indiana jones mm-hmm. right and oh, so yeah. you feel like you're really in an indie adventure you're in the middle of the temple you get to see everything it stops you really get to take it all in and in paris it's much more of a roller coaster and um so you don't really go like you said you don't go through a temple you you kind of walk through a temple in the queue right in your line and waiting walking up there and um in typical indie fashion right it's got the giant uh snakes that you walk past uh, (laughs) as you walk to get up to the line or to to the front of the line here um uh, but then like i said once you're on the ride itself the ride kind of looks like you're in a little jeep um but it's a roller coaster and so unlike you know um in anaheim where it's like you know what four rows and yeah you probably got four or five people to cross right this is a really long one that's like eight cars and oh, okay. more of a roller coaster ride but it definitely gets some some really high speed which is kind of crazy because it's a very compact ride um and but it just looks like you know somebody was thinking about indiana jones when they designed this ride versus like this is an indiana jones ride right that makes sense <laughs> no, it does yeah it makes sense like you said because the one when we have is like a immersive inside the temple like yeah i i, I prefer that because you mentioned earlier uh the six flags and i've been to six flags you know the one in, in california and it's there's there's little to know there's theming but there's not like themes like they're, they're just roller coasters that have a theme when you enter the roller coaster whereas the entire attraction for the most part at disney is you're inside and it's 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 themed the whole way and there's yes there's less thrill but more theme and i think that's better i used to not think that way but i do think that way now more theme less thrill yeah it's kind of where it's at yeah, and may, again, maybe this is uh, the old man in me that's coming out <laughs> here, right? As I'm like, oh, we could slow down a little bit and just enjoy ourselves. Right. But and I've been thinking yeah. that way since I was about 20. That's when I first went back to to the parks and uh, for like seven year, like a seven year hiatus, and I came back at the age of 20, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is way better. What was I thinking when I was a teenager? I don't know. Maybe 20 is the old man club. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're, you're like me. We were just aging into our personality. Right. That's all it is, <laughs> that's right? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> All right, well, cool, man. Um, we want to talk a little bit about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You, you mentioned that, and there, there was, there is a comparison, obviously, with, and I do, I know we did Tower of Terror on the reboot here too. Like everyone knows, we're just rebooting all the old attractions what we we did in the original run of this this podcast. Uh, and you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is no different, you know, because they got the new uh, theme, the new uh, Mar- uh, Marvel Avengers Campus to go along with it you know kind of like it leads right into it it almost still feels like it's outside the land i don't know if you feel that way mm-hmm. but that's how i felt when i was there in october because that was my first time seeing avengers campus yeah i know it does because it's it's right there on the edge of avengers campus and still i think part of what sets it apart is that you you see it before you even get into Avengers Campus, just because of how big it is, right? right. It's kind of hard to miss, and right. so it seems like this like kind of far off thing as you're walking through DCA, and then once you finally get there, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Here's this structure that I've been kind of trekking towards this whole time. Oh, and also there's all this other Marvel stuff around it, right? <laughs> well, because I think I still see Bugsland, and obviously that was separate. You walk through Bugsland just to kind of get to, you know, a Tower of Terror back then. Now guardians so yeah i don't know um that's just kind of how i feel since it was the first attraction there and now they have two attractions which uh we can talk about for like one second did you did you get on um web slingers at all yes i did 
So that was one. Now, granted, um, I'm a huge Marvel nerd, right? So I was super excited for for the whole Avengers campus anyway. And Spider-Man is my guy. So um, I was there every morning right at like 6.59 doing the refresh on the app trying to make sure (laughs) that I got it. And uh, uh, I I loved Web Slingers uh, personally. So I know I've heard uh, heard the two of y'all talk about it. Not as huge a fan. (laughs) And, And I'm also willing to admit maybe I'm fanboying out a little bit here so no it makes sense um, it just it just wasn't what i ex- expected I, and i don't know maybe what I, I gotta i gotta try it again um also i, I had a harder time than, than you getting on the first what do you want to call it the the, the queue so i couldn't okay. even get on the first queue i had to get on the second queue so we waited uh well we didn't wait because it's a virtual queue so you're not really waiting there for six hours but we waited a, a while um but maybe it's just because i expected more because yep. I think what I, what I think would happen is Rise of the Resistance was such an amazing attraction that it like set the bar so high for any any attraction now any new attraction. Ah, and in fairness, so we did um, we did Rise the second day. Okay. So, because we did two days at Disneyland, and we yeah. did DCA the first day because the second day they were doing Oogie Boogie's Bash, and we didn't have tickets to it, so the regular park was closing at like six. So we wanted to do it on our first day because it was going to be open till eight instead. So I'm like, cool, give me two more hours in Disneyland, like sign me up here. That's so we, we got did. to do Web Slingers first, and then we did Rise the next day. Gotcha. I was on the opposite where we did Disney the first day because of the Oogie Boogie Bash. We kind of like. We, we I planned it that way so we wouldn't have to be at DCA until six. We could have that extra two hours once we got over to that park. So <clears throat> yeah. maybe that's all it is, you know. So yeah, but I did So uh, for me, you know, it was as a kid growing up pretending you're Spider-Man and always yeah, yeah, doing yeah, yeah. the hand motions and everything. <laughs> and then like, oh, when I got because I, I made it a point to make sure I didn't watch any videos. I had some friends of mine tell me like, dude, you're going to love this. You need to check out the, the YouTube videos. Like, no, I want to just go and experience it like truly for the first time. So I didn't know what to expect. And when I saw them saying, oh, yeah, do the hand motion, I'm like, I mean, I know the hand. You ain't got to tell me twice to do it, but <laughs> but what do you mean? And then when I pieced together, like, oh, that's kind of the whole point. Yeah. It was just like I was 12 years old again, and I was just like, this is awesome. Let's go. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and my son, my my three year old son. He when he got off of it, he said that was awesome. So that made it like, okay, he enjoyed himself. And to me, right now in these days, that's what it's all about. Is yeah. if the kids enjoyed it, then then it was great. You know, a great experience. Um, he was too. He was too little to get on Guardians of the Galaxy, though, um, which is what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, I had to throw in Marvel, the uh, the other the other attraction that's in there, and they're building more. So I heard. I don't. I don't really know. Did um, you get to at least see the Spider-Man show that they do? That's the thing I was looking for. We did not see any of the little Spider-Man, like the the, the I don't know what they're what he's swinging off of or or crawling mm-hmm. down the the wall. None of that was going on, and I almost felt like when I was there. It, it it was kind of dark in a way where it hurt my eyes a little bit being okay. in uh, Avengers Campus. I don't know if that makes sense, but I don't know what it was. Um, but no, we didn't see much. We, we got on Web Slingers. We waited about an hour for that, even after the virtual queue. And then we walked over to Guardians. And then um, so we kind of split up at that point. My family and I, we kind of split up. So some of us went to, to Guardians and some of us stayed you know behind and then we we'll actually just walked over to Cars Land and we kind of separated. Um, but we, we got on the uh, Guardians After Dark, you know, with my brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Monsters time. one. Yeah, it was a Monster, yeah, Monsters After Dark. It was his first time getting on that. I'd been on that one. I'd been on uh, several of the versions or the songs. Um, and I've been on the, the Monsters After Dark one. This is, I think it was my second or third time getting on that version of it. And I'm like, if we're going to write any version of it right now in October, this is the one I want to I want to ride. Yeah, um, you know, and he we waited an hour and a half for it. <laughs> oh, nice. <clears throat> See, we didn't get to do Monsters After Dark the day that we went. It ended up being uh, really rainy and cold and everything, and so a lot of stuff, a lot of the rides started to close down because the rain was picking up. So, what's funny is I say, you know, we swapped our days around to make sure we could go there till eight, but then we ended up leaving at like four because we were freezing and we were wet oh, yeah. <laughs> and everything. So. Yeah, you didn't know that was coming though. But I know it usually it does usually clear the park out. So when you go there in the rain, if you can do it, you get free rain, to, literally free rain to everything. But uh, <laughs> um, I've been during the rain, and uh, yeah, it clears the park out. And I was in a wheelchair one time; <laughs> it was raining, and you know we still had a good time, get our ponchos yep. or whatever. 
There you but, go. Uh, so yeah, Gar Guardians. I don't know uh, when you went there when you were younger. It was still it was Tower of Terror. Was that not open quite yet when you went um, there? It was Tower of Terror, and uh, transparently, I was terrified and uh, refused to <laughs> refused to ride it here. Um, so you know, I didn't necessarily get to experience the the original iteration of the ride here, oh, okay. other than seeing everyone just you know screaming for their lives <laughs> as yeah. uh, they were coming off of it here. So. I got you. Yeah, and the theme was amazing, you know. And I, I, I thought it was real hotel back then when I went in '03. It wasn't quite open yet. I think it opened in '04. But when I went in '03, I look at this hotel. I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know. I had no idea what the Tower of Terror is. I'm just thinking it's a hotel that they're building around the property, or around the area, I guess. And then someone said, no, that's a, that's gonna be an attraction. That's gonna be a ride. I'm like, what? So I think I wrote it for the first time in '04, and just the, the whole theme from you know start start of the line to finishing the, of the attraction was amazing, you know, and I'm not really afraid of heights or, or anything like that or, or drops or anything. Um, so I enjoyed it through and through the whole, like the whole time. Nice. So did they have, right. Cause I know one of the things that's uh, really stands out about guardians is just, you know, you can ride it 10 different times and have 10 different experiences. Was there any of that kind of stuff on the original or was it all kind right. of consistent theme throughout? And then, right. hundred percent, the same ride each time, you know, the same video you watch. Well, I guess it's the same. Well, when you go to monsters after dark, it's a different video and a different uh, theme in there. So yeah, uh, tower of terror was the same attraction across the board. Um, so yeah, so when you get it, I think there's like, yeah, there's all the different songs. And I think they changed the video up a little bit. Like, actually, when you're going up and down, you go up and down uh, a couple more times, I think, than you did on, on uh, Tower of Terror. So when they switched it over, I was always on board. I was always like, okay, they're going to switch it to Guardians, which is, the, okay, we'll say Iron Man. So we'll take that out. That's my, my favorite Marvel movie of all time. Um, okay. And then Guardians, that, that franchise, when they came out, like, this is new and different and I was like, I was excited because I loved, I love guardians. And so we get on it. It was like the first thing, I forget the name of the song. It's uh, I think it's called tear the roof off. When that started playing right away, I was like, yes, like this is going to be an amazing ride, you know? And <laughs> it really was like through, like they just started off with a bang and we did their thing, went up and down. It was just like, this is okay. I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent better than tower of terror, but it was, it's just as good. If, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, and, and a good attraction, uh, as far as changing over a great attraction, it's, it's just, it was, it was almost like an even wash. Yeah. I guess if that makes Which, sense. Really? I mean, you got to give them kudos. Cause I mean, that's such a, a historic, uh, attraction for the park. I mean, you know, granted it's not as old as some of the stuff in Disneyland, right, but right, right. as far as like the fanfare around tower of terror and the fact that all the other parks had one, um, and many of them continue to have one, yep. <laughs> it's kind of a leap of faith to say like, Hey, we're going to change this ride. Right. Um, but I feel like the payoff is totally, totally worth it here. And, uh, you know, I immediately got hyped. You know, it's cool when you're walking to the collector's office and you're getting oh, yeah. to see all the artifacts. And uh, I remember seeing the Asgardian Warhammer and like, oh, yeah, like, there you go. <laughs> and I got a Thor tattoo on my arm. So, oh, you know, I was like, hey, cool. <laughs> like, that's that's awesome. Um, but then whenever you see Rocket come out and he starts to give you, you know, the speech about, you know, the story of the ride and everything like that's I love Rocket in the Guardians. And so for me, like once he came out and that animatronic and the how well a job they did and didn't see him scurry about everywhere and how they interface yeah. it with video and everything i was like all right this is going to be awesome right even though it's not traditionally a ride that i'm a big fan of normally just the up and down drop rides i'm not a huge fan of anywhere else but this one i was like no i'm, I'm in let's go <laughs> right you got to do it and then like the, the little details as you mentioned earlier in the, in, the, in the show is when he swipes the headphones and the the the, the walkman basically it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to need this. And like, he just swipes it. You see a little paw come down or whatever, whatever it's called, his hand. And um, then they go right into the attraction. You, you, there's a little bit of a line here and there, but you still see more of the collector stuff while you're yeah. walking through the, the, the line up there. So they keep you entertained the whole time. And it's like some of that stuff's just old Disneyland stuff. And to me, I love when rides intertwine, when attractions intertwine. So mm -hmm. when they bring in, like, I think it's like a painting in there, and I think the Yeti is in there, something like that. That's old attractions being intertwined with this newish attraction. It's 2017, I think it opened. But that's one of my, my, my favorite things is when they intertwine, or Easter eggs, I guess, too. Yeah. 
you know, from old attractions. And it's crazy because you, you know in your head that it's from an old attraction, but then when you see it and the way that they're able to put it in with the theming, it's like, it kind of feels right though. Like it feels it like does. it's supposed to be here. Like <laughs> I think because of the collector's character, they could yeah. do, they could do any of that stuff and just say it's the collector's. And yeah. he, he's collected stuff all around the, we'll say the galaxy, not just the yeah. world, you know? So I mean, if sense. he has Howard the Duck, then, I mean, is a Yeti really that much of a uh, <laughs> of a stretch here? Howard the Duck, yes. That was, yes, that's good times right there. <laughs> I grew up watching that. That was a good movie. Um, I didn't go. know it was really Marvel or anything like that, but I guess it is. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> all that stuff in there. But we do yeah. have, um, so go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, uh, that, that was it. So <laughs> go ahead. Okay, cool. I was going to say, we do have some of the listeners who uh, who got involved here, so let's kind of read their comments. Let me see. Let me open this bad boy up. All right. Uh, from Instagram, which is all we do these days. We don't do Facebook anymore. We haven't done that in a while. But we got uh, Jay Grangoth 8 He writes, one of my favorite uh, – let's see. I can't read. You know I can't read. One of my all-time favorite rides, although I do miss Tower of Terror, Disney did such a good job transforming this attraction. I remember the first time I rode it in the summer it opened, we were waiting in line for about two hours and it was totally worth it. From the lobby music that plays during the ride all around the best, one of the best attractions. And that's true because it's, it it always has like the longest lines. Obviously there's no more fast passes, but the fast passes um, were always for like hours out, depending on what day you go, but still um, it was never just like, Oh, we'll get on in an hour. It's always a couple hours, few hours out. Um, but yeah, it is definitely one of the best attractions because it's it's themed like amazingly themed, and it's high thrill. So it has yeah. it has at least those two things, you know. Plus Easter eggs galore. Yeah. Um, but now you're really making me feel like I lucked out. You know, you're talking about like the long lines. We were able to actually walk right onto it. And I'm oh, really? Like, kidding. So nice. we we got there right as the park opened, and uh, like I said, it was kind of an overcast day. It was a Monday as well, and it wasn't like a holiday or anything. So schools were in session. It was October, so we were able to walk in. Um, and then my wife had a good laugh at me because I, uh, you know, I had got a coffee before we left the hotel, and then of course Disney won't let me take the coffee in. So I like chug it and then basically walk right on the guardians and my nice. stomach's like dude what are you what are you doing here <laughs> are you trying to mess with me or what's going on here <laughs> yeah that's definitely not an attraction you want to go in right after a, eh, if you slam the coffee i don't know maybe i could food <laughs> food maybe not like a chimney give me a few minutes and I'm, and I'm yours, but yeah, which is funny. One. Cause you know, you've got the, uh, Hank Pym's lab literally like right in front of it. And so yeah. I wonder how many people have made that mistake. <laughs> like, great, let me eat this giant chicken sandwich and then go ride on guardians. That's a wonderful right. idea. <laughs> um, so thank you, Jordan. Uh, I got to meet him at the park as well. So that was a, a cool meeting. So thanks for the comment. Um, we do have Sasquatch seven, nine, Joey's not here for the whistle, so I got to do it myself. Um, he writes, "Man, this attraction was so much fun. I was laughing the whole time. I've always loved the uh, free fall, free fall style attractions. One of this, uh, let's see, only this pulls you up as well, and it makes it better. That is a cool effect they have." Says, "I never got to ride it before the change, but I loved Rocket throughout the whole experience." Is it is that Disneyland? Um, but yeah, the what did he just write? Hero, the way it pulls you up, like that's also part of the thrill too. It's almost like, it's like they they call it negative G's. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, he didn't get to ride the old one either. So, um, but yeah, it, I'm not I'm not gonna say you're not missing much because you you kind of are, but you do you still get it a great experience as well. So it's like you know when, like they change an attraction, like yeah, oh, you didn't miss much. Yeah, you did, but still, like I said, great. Yeah, and those zero Gs is interesting because it, I think one of the things that sets it apart is so many of these drop rides, they do the rise and the drop, but they're individual separate motions, and there's a stop in between, where this one, you get that, like, you're not even going to get a pause or a chance to catch your breath. We're just going to go up and down and up and down, and that's one of the things I think that stands out to me that puts you in such a thrill whirlwind yeah. of, like, wait, I don't even know which way I'm going right now because we're just going everywhere, and but it's still so smooth at the same time. Right, and, and like you kind of just mentioned this, this thing I do all the time, and I always – 
you nerd out, you know. So I drop my kids off every morning, babysitters. And what I'll do is this weird thing that I didn't know why I was doing it until I, you know, what I was like, this is why I do it because of this Tower of Terror thing. And what I'll do is I'll put my car in reverse and then I'll I'll let off the gas for a second and then I'll hit it again faster and hit it again. And it's like because <laughs> when they when they're right, when they're taking you up, it's like it, it goes up. It pauses for like a split second and then it goes up again like and faster. Yeah. And I do that in my car almost every morning. And, it, and it's after the Tower of Terror and Guardians. I don't know. There you go. So you get your own yeah. little mini version of the park just every yeah. morning when you get to start <laughs> off the day. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of funny. Let's see. We have, oh, speaking of Easter eggs, we have Sent from Disneyland podcast, which is another great show. Go check that out. Uh, he writes, big fan of the Easter eggs in the collector's office, especially the old Disneyland maps. I don't think I've ever noticed that. Oh, the, wow. The yeah, I definitely didn't. Which is because I know you're uh, you're a big map guy. So I mm-hmm. figured it, those might have stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> right. I didn't even. Yeah. So now I, I, mean, I got to go on it again, which I will. I know. But uh, I did not notice that. Yeah, I am, a, I am a map guy. Yeah. So you got yours, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> so, I got it right here next to my desk. So <laughs> and, and that is a uh, not authentic. I have an authentic one. Well, authentic as, as far as what the park used to give away way back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, it was on this like parch i gotta find some better paper to make it because they don't make them anymore and i think that they could and i don't you know charge for them anything but they 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 could sell them at the park i think they could make those oh definitely cruise maps or we'll just say i'm sure indiana jones had a map they can put them all in the same section a pirates of the caribbean map on this like parchment paper or whatever that feels authentic maybe it's five or ten bucks but i think that would i think that would be a cool thing that they, they could sell you know, not even not even to obviously they'd make money, but it's just like a cool little keepsake. It's a cool little souvenir that didn't cost you an arm and a leg, and it's a cool map. I don't know. Oh, and I think it's even something you could put like, oh man, you put a cool frame around it. You could put it in your house, and it's something that's like, oh yeah, like if you're paying attention, you really know that like, oh, this is from a Disney park. Right. But if you're just walking by, you're just like, oh hey, that's a like cool little map thing you got on the wall, right? Yep. That's that's pretty nifty there, without realizing like, oh wow, no, that's a Jungle Cruise map, or look, that's an Indiana Jones map. That's really cool. Yeah, and I have I have mine at work. I have mine framed, but the authentic one that I have. Um, I was also given by one of our other engineers at one point, a, uh, and I didn't get to experience this, it is the Lily Bell, um, the, the railroad ticket. She, oh, wow. She had, yeah, she has one for herself, and she uh, her daughter, I guess, just didn't didn't want her. She didn't interested. So she asked me one day, she goes, do you, do you, would you like this? And I was like, yeah, please, that would be <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. And I still have yeah. it at work. It's at my desk. And I'm just like, this thing is so cool, but I wish I could actually go on the Lily Bell and experience that. Yeah. Something I just haven't been able to do ever. But uh, yeah, those little trinkets, those little the little things like that, the little, if you will, free souvenirs, or even if they were to sell those cheap, cheap souvenirs. I don't know. Um, I know they do the pilot's license over on the Mark Twain. I don't know if they still do it, but you could... Mm go up there and I guess, you know, drive the boat and then you get a little pilot's license for free. Those things are cool to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's that kind of stuff that's not like, I mean, I don't know, no shade on the Mickey ears. Right. But it's like, Oh, everyone that goes and gets a pair of Mickey ears. Right. Like that's, that's part right. of the experience. And yeah. it's like, no, here's, here's something that's like a little known thing that not everyone's going to walk away with. And... Right. Or not everyone's interested in. That's why when they did the railroad thing, when it closed down, mm-hmm. you could walk across the tracks, go pull the whistle, and talk to the engineers. I was so surprised when there was zero line for that. I was oh, like, wow. nobody wants to do this. I want to do this. Um, so I even asked him. I said, "Hey, is nothing this else, just to talk to the engineer. Like that's awesome." <laughs> right. We chatted for the chatted for a second. He's like, "Pull the whistle." I'm like, "Yes, please." You know, <laughs> you're like, you like got to tell me twice. <laughs> right, it was like a, it was probably a total of a ten minute experience for me because it was like not really much to do, but it was still you got to walk across the tracks. You know. Yeah, uh, you never get to do that. You're never, you're never going to unless you work there, unless you are an engineer or whatever, <laughs> right? Or a conductor, whatever they want to call themselves. Yeah. But no. Um, so, oh yeah, I have another comment. Sorry, got off track. We got off track. Huh? <laughs> we have uh, Disney Girl Sherlock ninety four. She writes, one of my favorites. Love the artifacts you see when you first walk uh, into the building and the different song story they're playing on the attraction. My dad and let's see here. Oh man, I don't know what she's trying to say here. 
oh sorry my dad and maybe brother i don't know were oh well, my dad and i that's what she wrote sorry yeah, I didn't interpret. We're blown away after we got off. For the first time, we went on a few months after it opened. We did not expect all the drops uh, or the drops at all. But uh, the artifacts, yeah, all, all the all the different stuff. Like, like I said, they can interchange that stuff. They can put whatever they want in there. And it's all the collector stuff. And they could make, I think, anything work because it's yeah. infinite across the galaxy. Anything could go in there and work. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure there's so much more that, you know, most people haven't ever seen in that attraction. I think the coolest one for me was the, uh, I don't know if you caught this or not, but the Ultron bot from mm-hmm. uh, the second Avengers movie, right? From Age of Ultron. All of the, the all the robots that uh, he uses as his army. The, uh, one of the things you can, you walk past in the queue in one of the glass cases is like half torn up uh, Ultron bot body. And so it's not like there's no legs or anything. It's just like shoulders down, basically, with all the wires hanging out and his yeah. eyes kind of popped out and everything. And again, for a huge MCU fan like me, I'm like, look, it's one of the it, yeah. look, it's Ultron like there, right there. They are right there. It's one of the Ultron bots. So no, that's something that didn't stand out. And maybe I just don't know what I'm looking at because I'm not really the biggest MCU like I do a fan. I do, you know. I do love some of the movies, mm-hmm. um, but I just, I just, I, for some reason fell out of love with, with them after a certain <laughs> point, you know? So like, like I could always watch Iron Man, like Iron Man's like my, probably my go-to if I'm going to watch like a Marvel movie, the first one yeah. uh, that came back and uh, came out in 08. And then, you know, obviously there's a few others that I really do enjoy, but for the most part, I don't. So I don't even, I don't know the characters as well as ah, gotcha. maybe the other guys that, you know, um, Oh but. yeah, no. Like I said, Marvel's my jam. So you should have seen whenever I was in Avengers Campus. I was just like <laughs> a kid in a candy store, man. <laughs> yeah. I was just, whoa, this is so cool. <laughs> and that might have been a thing we needed to do during the day. I know some of the attractions and some of the lands are better at night, but I think that one probably would have been way better during the day. And we didn't get over there till about six thirty p.m. and it was starting to get dark. Um, and I know it lo- light lit up is all cool, but during the day, I- I've seen the videos of them doing the show. Uh, and stuff like that, you know, so we didn't, yeah. we didn't, well, and so much of the stuff is dark, like it's, you know, grays and, you know, dark browns and that kind of stuff. So I can definitely see at night where it maybe doesn't have quite as much appeal because you don't necessarily yeah. catch all of the little nuances and everything. Right, right. Um, so appreciate that. Same from Disneyland podcast and Disney girl, Sherlock 94. Uh, awesome comments. Um, but do you have, you've been, you've been on the attraction one time? Yes. Yeah. So just, just, just that one time. So. so that was your only, that's your favorite experience so far or <laughs> least favorite, whatever. <laughs> right. So, but I do have a, a really funny story to tell you though, um, about whenever we got off of it. So of course, you know, they take your picture, um, right at the top, right as we're getting ready to go. And, um, so we get down to the end and see where our pictures are. And I didn't buy a picture. So I apologize, Disney, hopefully you don't <laughs> sue me or anything. I took out my cell phone and just took a picture of the picture. Right. And so I see myself and I'm laughing because I've got my wife's hand. I'm like white knuckle grip on her <laughs> hand here because like I said, drop rides aren't usually my thing. But then I look over and there's a family to our left and it's dad, kid is in the middle, mom is on the right. Dad has a big old smile on his face. His hands are up. He's loving life. Just you can tell he's all in. Mom, I don't know what the son did. I don't know if he was crying or whatever. She's like got her finger in his face. Like she's mad at him and yelling at him. That's like you're in the middle of like this (laughs) giant ride and like you're gonna now's the time that you need to scold your son about something and so it's the that picture will always you know stand out to me you, know, you talk about it as a, as a memory that uh, uh it just makes me laugh every time i think about it because like the absurdity of being on the top of this giant ride about to you know free yeah. fall five six seven <laughs> stories and she's like just getting onto her son about something on the ride so <laughs> nice nice yeah, I remember back when they had the Max Pass, you could take a picture of it and then just get the little code, and they would turn into like a, a nice HD image of it. But they don't have that anymore, so uh, all you got is to take a picture of the picture. I don't buy the pictures either. I don't think I've ever bought a picture from uh, Disneyland, um, but I had I did do the Max Pass ones too. But that's kind of cool. Like the picture's worth a thousand words, right there. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> um, uh, and you mentioned earlier when you were on it, you were like laughing hysterically or whatever, but. A buddy of mine, same thing. This is Tower of Terror now. I I finally dragged him onto it, and he did the same exact thing. Like I was like, "You seem like you were enjoying yourself." He's like, "No, nah, I was terrified the whole time." 
And the only reason why I was okay <laughs> is because I was sitting next to you, man. And I was like, you you could have fooled me, man, because it sounded like, sound like you were having a great time. But uh, um, so yeah, just, just going on that, the attraction for the first time. My first time, I got to ride both versions. Well, I wouldn't say both, but one version was like the regular version with the song and then the Monsters After Dark in the same day. So that was one of my memorable moments because I got to experience, you know, at night they change it over to Monsters After Dark um, and uh, Tear the Roof Off was the song of the first one and then the Monsters one. The thing I did definitely miss out on, I, I, I heard this, they were doing before Tower of Terror closed and I want to say it was at night. They were doing this uh, like pitch black version of it. Oh, wow. Which I think would have been cool. Um, I don't. I, I didn't go during that time because I do know they were starting to build guardians around Tower of Terror. I don't know if you remember seeing those the the pictures and images of that. Um, they 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 made it super seamless. Like okay, we're gonna shut this down. And I don't know what the time frame was. It was really fast because they were already starting to piece things together. Um, and I'm sure they just had to to build the 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 theme of it the uh the, the video they could change if i could change that in, in a day which they do for yeah. monsters after dark but they had to build the collector's area and all that other stuff with the theming probably took them a little bit to do but the outside they were starting to do and the video i'm sure they had done way before but uh yeah no definitely a great attraction great theme um when we were there in october i don't know if you saw them on instagram i was dropping pins and jungle cruise maps around the park just mm-hmm. for interaction i got one interaction which oh that's fun. it all those yeah. pins and maps you got one one yeah yeah uh but thank you for that person who interacted i was just like hey just instagram us tag tag us i thought it was gonna be super awesome and get like several people just like hey don't tag your don't don't put yourself in the image if you don't want to that's fine but just <laughs> hey i got your map and bam cool yeah. one person out of the nine items that i dropped i was like eh, all right Whatever. Makes you wonder how many of them, uh, yeah, like custodial picked up or something. Like, oh, somebody left this here. On uh, it happened on tower. Uh, it happened on Guardians. We were uh, we were on the exit. I dropped a a pin. All the pins got picked up within like a minute. All of them I could see in line, and I only dropped them in line. People picked them up, but I dropped a map on the uh, in the Guardians, and one of the employees picked it up. He opens it, he looks at it, he doesn't toss it. And he just walks away with it. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> now we're going to get shut down. But, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How did the podcast end? Well, it's interesting you should ask. Uh... <laughs> I don't go on Guardians anymore for some reason. No. But, uh, yeah, so they, they didn't, no one interacted. One person out of the, the nine. And, and I, w- I went back and I saw, I was like, okay, the, that map is gone. Mm-hmm. That map is gone. That one's gone, you know. And Yeah, but it's all good. People, yeah. someone picked up my map. I was I was over there with, with my twins, over the, in the area behind um, Grizzly River Run. It's like okay. this little calming little area. It's in the shade. The rest of the family was riding. They they went to go on Soren. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll put a map right here and kind of hover and watch it. But I was far enough away where it wasn't like creepy. And this family, <laughs> this family walks by. They pick it up. They they look at it for like couple seconds and then they put it right back and i'm like no just keep it you know <laughs> but and i guarantee they thought oh man somebody dropped this here we should probably just put it back so that way it's right where they left it when they come to look for it later right. <laughs> the original idea was to drop all those by jungle cruise but i mm-hmm. forgot all of those items in oh. the in the car so i didn't get to drop any of that stuff the first day which made more sense to drop them by jungle cruise but right. maybe that was the issue maybe. i'll try it again next time i go there you go yeah all right uh do you have anything else uh, on the the guardians or anything else you want to talk about um no so i think the only other thing i'll say is uh of course uh, i'm a huge foodie so you know i'm sure you probably saw from some of my posts right a lot of our posts were hey look at this food that we're trying yeah Yeah. um so for anybody who does go on guardians right across from guardians there's a little cart and i don't know if you got one they have the uh they have orbs that's supposed to be like the uh orb that the uh that the stone that uh, 
Quill gets at the beginning of the very first movie is housed in. Okay. And um, so it's like all black on the outside and has like this purple filling on the inside that it's, you know, like 10 pounds of sugar. So if you don't like sweets, don't get it. But uh, definitely, you know, if you want to really put like the ribbon on your Guardian's experience, <laughs> you get off of there, you go get yourself a space orb and just like, okay, cool. Now I've got the full experience of Guardians right here. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. No, I didn't try those. I know Joey did. Um, I didn't get a chance to try really any of the food in, um, you know, the whole Mar- uh, uh, Avengers campus. But I did, speaking of which, you just brought up a thing I wanted to talk about really quick, how we first started interacting. You mentioned the the turkey leg. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Turkey leg didn't get any love on your show. And I was like, oh, sorry, <laughs> man. Um, and that's that's kind of how this started. Um, yeah, my go-to it was always going to be the chimichanga. Like, for some reason, that chimichanga is... When I first had it, and everyone that I've talked to about it, oh, okay, I'll try this thing. It, I mean, Disneyland food is probably the best in the world, in my opinion. And the chimichanga is like my go-to snack. I can do it for lunch. You know, I, I can usually handle the chimichanga in a half. If someone doesn't want theirs, I'm like, okay, I'll, yeah, I got you. you know, throw that away. <laughs> you know, but, I can uh, take care of it. No big deal. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you heard the one episode where I actually won one off of my friend. Oh, no. Nah. Um, yeah, because he, he told me, he's like, there's not a chimichanga stand in Main Street. And I was like, yeah, man, it's right there in the little hub. I mean, that's still Main Street. He goes, there's not. There's over there and there's one over here. And I was like, okay, we'll bet then. Loser buys the other one, a chimichanga. And I'm telling you exactly where it is. And, of course, when we get there, he's, okay, okay. And he bought me one. And I was like, <laughs> yes, free chimichanga. And they're not even that expensive either, so. Yeah. So I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have a regular chimney, but I did when we went in October had a breakfast chimney. Uh, I don't know if you had one of those yet, mm. but, um, so, so anyway. the day that we went to, uh, Disneyland, we immediately were beelining it for, um, Galaxy's Edge. Cause that was my other thing. Marvel, Star Wars, those are my two faves. Yeah. And so we were like, cool. If we're right here when park opens, we can go there, get like first of line on a lot of different stuff. And uh, on our way over there, we're like, okay, we will stop and grab something to eat real quick. And in that uh, cart that's over in, um, what, what land is it between Main Street and Galaxy's Edge that you pass through? Well, there's Adventureland and there's Frontierland. Frontierland. Yeah. yeah. So right there, there's a cart there in Frontierland okay. that had literally just opened. And so she had like all fresh ones. She's like, oh yeah, these just came out. So we're like, yes. So we grabbed the, the breakfast chimney and scarfed mm-hmm. that down on our way to Galaxy's Edge. And I was like, man, this goes hard. Like this is good. <laughs> it goes hard. <laughs> it, it does. Some of those breakfasts. Like I, I wanted to go to Lily uh, Riverbell Terrace one time. They mm-hmm. weren't open quite yet. So we walked over to that Coke Corner area and we got this like this other breakfast. It was like it was like eggs and bacon and whatever in like a almost like an omelet, if you will. It wasn't, you know, and it like you said, it went hard. I was like, this is a good breakfast and it was not expensive. Yeah. You know, some some of those foods, you know, you're, you're spending 20 bucks a person or sixteen sixty four or something. You're like, oh, that, <laughs> there goes my $20 gift card that I had gone. Um, That's why I like to eat at a lot of the carts, though, because they're you still get really good food, but it's a little more price worthy. Even when we went to Paris um, and we were in Disneyland, it was actually when we were in Walt Disney Studios, we spent the first part of our day there and uh, they had a crepe stand, right? Because you're in Paris, crepes, very French. And so we got one that was like filled with Nutella. The other one, you'd think it was like this like really high-end French cuisine. It had uh, cheese and arugula and really thinly sliced duck breast in the inside of it. And so like you're thinking, man, this is like really high end and then it yeah. was like 15 bucks for the two of them and i'm like oh wow like this is <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so <not bad. laughs> the, the carts is always you know i know um you know people like to do the character dining and all that kind of stuff but like the carts yeah. for me that's where i like to go and you can get still really tasty food but a much much better value i think no i, I definitely agree and that's why i like to get there's the coffee carts i love those and then there's the um bangled barbecue which is oh, see, I missed that one when we oh, went. I heard y'all talking about it and wanted to go and never made my way around. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things like a quick service, and you know you can get you know a drink and like a nice skewer for like probably like seven bucks, something like that. It's real. It's not even that expensive. It's like it's not really like a full meal, but it's like a little quick snack on your way to Jungle Cruise or something like that. Yeah. And the other one, the the Tropical Hideaway. I know it's not a cart. But it literally is hidden over there, and they, it's like a full. Basically, it's a it's a it's the Dole Whip stand, but enhanced and with more options and and seating. So if you ever oh, get nice. over there, like I said, it's not a uh, not a cart, 
but it's definitely it's hidden and you're sitting there and you got rosita telling you jokes the whole time and then you know <laughs> joey you know telling telling me that her jokes are better than my jokes but you know uh, and before That's we just, get out of here, gotta hit on you a little bit right got, <laughs> before we got here i gotta mention phantasmic that's all I'm going to say. But, there you go. <laughs> coming back. Coming back. <laughs> one, one of these days, I'm going to see it again. But uh, Yes. <laughs> but hey, man. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, being an engineer, just interacting. You know, we something we, we live for. We, we love the interactions. We love everything. And you being able to come on the show, man, we uh, thank you for sure. Hey, well, it's definitely been a pleasure. I've enjoyed having it. Uh, I hope the listeners enjoy uh, some of the fun that we get to share. And uh, just thank you all for everything you do with this podcast. It's uh, definitely a joy and a treat to get to listen to and uh, look forward to more interactions and maybe being on the show again one day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, But all right, man. Uh, Have a good night, man. I really do appreciate it. All right. Likewise, man. Talk to you later. All right, everybody. That was Kevin San Miguel from uh, The Engineers. He's one of our engineers, so we appreciate him coming on to the show, being a guest. Love to have him back sometime. Uh, and just all around, that was a great conversation. Uh, loved hearing about his trips. And I yeah, I, I, I want to go to all of them eventually, but who knows if that's going to happen. Uh, he got to experience uh, Disneyland Paris. Disneyland, yeah, Disneyland Paris, that's what it's called. Um, that's amazing. So... Uh, before we head out, I want to give our engineers one last shout out for the episode. We have, uh, hey, the one we just talked to, Kevin San Miguel. Sasquatch. Bernie. And not my cousin, not your cousin, but cousin Jenny. Thank you guys for keeping the show chugging along we definitely appreciate that but uh, a little bit of sad news or just news in general it's not really all that sad all the board podcast is going to be taking a two-month break give or take uh this will be our last episode of you know for now and we'll be we'll be firing the engines of the trains the railroads back up in mid-march give or take march madness no this is not a sports podcast but Yes, that's, that's the announcement I uh, wanted to discuss. We will be going away for about two months, so uh, parking the railroad for good for, we'll say, 60 days. I don't know the time frame. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys all for your support. Happy New Year, and we'll see you guys in, well, I always say two weeks, but in this case, we'll see you guys in two months. Life is your restaurant. Life is your restaurant. Life is your restaurant.